so uh hell of a week, huh? Oh Jesus. <laughs> I think that's fair. This is Hello Dear. A podcast about too many swords. Hello, dear. Oh, dear. So I, I honestly have no thoughts about going into this week, like what I want to discuss. I had a couple of things that I thought would be a nice framing devices. But uh, before we get to that, I guess I should introduce what we're doing here. My name is Gabe, and this is my wonderful best bestie partner, pal, and wife. Square dance companion. Yeah, we, we don't do that anymore. Not, not since the injury. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hello Dear, a podcast wherein we talk about things and process our lives together using the framework provided by the Gottman Method. Yeah, do you ever think about the fact that they didn't invent anything? All they did was watch lots of different couples. Straight couples, gay couples. I don't know if they did any throuples, but they just watched people and then took note of what people were doing and how they got through certain things and how they related to each other. And it's based on that observation. Just imagine this like human bonobo lab. And I know it was an apartment, but they were wired up. But what's that face? Bonobos are so gross. Like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to sit outside the human bonobo lab (laughs) ever. Oi, but then Bonnaroo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but I mean, it's just human observation of, of human relating. Okay. So that's where a lot of these ideas came from the research and, and direct human observation in the human bonobo lab, which was a nice apartment with people all hardwired to monitor heart weight, right? And all that stuff. Anyway, I wonder if we were in that lab, what <laughs> all our physiological ratings would have been this week. And Jesus, it was a shit week. I I turned out I didn't wear my watch at all this week. So I have no data, which is actually kind of nice. Yes. (laughs) Like it's better not to know you're about to stroke or have a heart attack. Honestly, because in the past, I've noticed I can look back at my graphs and see, oh, this was a week. Oh, that was like you can see the peaks where, you know, I was going through changes. So and at first I found it very when I was first adjusting to wearing that and and I still really do enjoy wearing it. But when I was first adjusting to wearing a a Fitbit that kept track of my heart rate, I was fine. I found it very validating. Right. To be able to know that whatever's going on in the world is manifesting right now with an elevated heart rate. And so I should sit down and just ground and chill because I'm not going to get eaten by a tiger anytime soon. 
right? And like that was really super valuable. And I still find it valuable, but like then the gamification started and now I want to win the watch and that I have to stop. Like you can't win health. Like that's creepy. I, I mean, I guess you could, but that's a... Well, my I just don't like my phone. My phone has, I haven't turned off the thing yet where it yells at me and says, hey, come on, buddy. 34 more walk steps and you could you'll have a you'll have a streak of four days and like i i get the, it woke me up for that like <laughs> i don't get it that's why anyway. i won't do that that's why i won't wear one because i i don't want to do that but i mean back to the the stressors of this week and how that manifests in relationship i thought it was really interesting I mean, I'm not going to go into the details of all the shit that went wrong. I mean, aside from dearly getting killed on the interstate with a massive blowout, but aside and, and that from was, that, I mean, that was just late week wrap up stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yes. Which is why when you forgot your card at the drag bar last yesterday, it was kind of like, oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, just what, turn oh. around. It's just ten miles back and a little bit of stress. I'm sure, and of course, they had everything waiting for you because. I'm sure we're not the first or the last people to accidentally leave their credit card in a giant high heel. I yeah, mean, this I is just how it I mean, goes. I, think, I feel like that's the system working as designed. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Hamburger Mary, for being so gentle and kind with two very stressed out human beings who just wanted to play a little bit. Just have the, some. I just wanted a little breakfast. Little that's drag it. brunch never hurt anyone. It only made things better, <laughs> especially when one of them gives you a car wash. Yay. Like, hey, it was very fun. And it was a good send off as we embark in the WW spending hiatus. So one of the things I observed, though, is that in, in the stressors of this week, I think we did a really good job of turning towards, but also taking steps back to take care of ourselves in the ways that's appropriate for us to do as individuals. Like sometimes when I hear that idea of turning toward, it just makes me think of like, do you remember those manchichis? Manchichi, manchichi, they're soft so and soft cuddly. and Cuddly, yeah. Yeah, they like clung to each other all the time. They're like basically a chip clip with fur on it, I guess. But they, and they, uh, had, they had like like opposed thumbs that could stick in like their mouth, or their mouths, or whatever. And you could trade them. <laughs> yeah, they could link them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Speaking of bonobo. Oh God, it's a monkey theme this week. Anyway, but you know. <laughs> It doesn't mean you turning toward doesn't mean you cling to each other. That's creepy. That's codependence and not very fun. And, you know, something you and I are very vigilant about, you know, lives mm -hmm. together, lives apart. But what we did, we turned towards each other. We turned towards ourselves as well, which I think is is the necessary balance to that. And I mean, grateful for our family help and each other. I'm really grateful for to you for doing some self-care for yourself. I am. 
because then, you know, it helped us be able to problem solve as much as we could with some of the things that occurred. And, you know, I never felt at any time like this butthole. How dare. (laughs) I never. Do you know what I mean? I guess. I, I, I only felt like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Like, we, yeah. what are we going to do? And then, you know, it, it, at, at the end of the week, it was so absurd. It was like everything that could go wrong had really kind of started to just take a crap. Everything. It, bad dinners. In addition to everything else, just things that were... It was just like it had piled. Is like the ten of swords. <laughs> yeah, like just we're our terrorist friends. Too, too many swords. There was a sword sticking in your back. There was a sword sticking in your foot. There was stor- swords piled over there, so you couldn't sit down. There were swords over here. Some of the swords were that the the mian was too salty. Other swords were. <laughs> Other swords were that the entire life, universe, and existence is pointless. Like it was really the wide <laughs> sort of scale. The of... dog stole my cortisone cream tube and <laughs> and hid it somewhere. I still can't find it. <laughs> Timmy started to eat my reading glasses. I mean, this you name a dumb thing. I can't find any of the new socks I bought. <laughs> I mean, so from the really big things to like just the daily living stuff just it was a bad week it was and this is i think part of our practice of turning toward and i will return your compliment and say that i did feel supported and i did not feel blamed by anyone other than myself that and that you helped coach me sort of through that so that i wasn't sort of spiraling in that that shame and blame cycle. And a big part of that was because I, 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 I did do something that is really hard for me. And it was kind of what I was thinking about for today's show, right? Which is mm-hmm. we, we listened to one another. Yes. And that's, that's not a thing that is good for me. I am a monologuist. I'm waiting. I pause the monologue so that I can wait to get my words in. Like that's, what happens when you facilitate education 24 seven, right? (laughs) Like the listening is part of the feedback loop, but only to adjust the monologue. And so I have this week in particular made a huge, huge effort to pause that monologue and, and try to, to not have a rebuttal, but to just witness what we were in the midst of. Why, Mr. Wollenhat, did you engage in active listening? No, not so much as I just engaged in, in witnessing, active witnessing. Uh, I, okay. I, I, I'm very good at, at magnifying acceptance and avoiding judgment. It's the letting the conversation, it's the questioning whether or not I have to add something to this conversation that uh, I struggle with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, okay, I get it. That, that became like... You know, you would say, hey, you know what? Like, okay, we'll get through it. And my normal thing is things, okay, so blah, 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 and run down like all the reasons why you saying I'll get through this is wrong because I screwed up this, that, and that. And instead I just said, okay, yeah, we'll get through it. Witness. Yes, we will get through this. And then we'll have another thing and it yep. will get better. And and I think that was a huge part of 
of not feeling alone in this crisis. Yeah, it's funny because we take turns with that. We take turns with the, well, this is it, you know, get the tombstone and the RIP because we're not getting through this. This, this, this crisis, you know, you had those feelings in prior crises. I've had that feeling. And so I, I think that one of the things that we have as a strength, aside from having friendship and respect for each other, is the fact that we can take turns with that. Because different different life experiences, different historic traumas can trigger different responses to whatever negative stimuli we're experiencing. And I think this week was a terrible week in so many ways, but a affirming week in some of uh, some of the lesser lauded ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so ironic because a person who shall remain nameless, and I explained, you know, some of the stuff that was happening culminating with the explosion at 80 miles an hour. And their comment to me was to talk about how great it is that this other person in their life just graduated college and got an $85,000 a year job. It's like, what do these two things have to do with each other? (laughs) Well, how how does that tie together? You know, and so when I'm thinking about those like historic (laughs) financial trauma stuff and, you know, we're in it together or just validation of stress, like, a beautiful crystallization of the narcissistic response to a person's distress right there. And, and that was not us. (laughs) I hear that you're feeling stressed about finances. You know, this other one is doing great. Yeah. (laughs) This other one is so much better than you. Yeah. And none of those are, what are you feeling? What do you need? What are your choices? How can I help? What's the worst case? What's your ideal solution? None of that, which would be helpful. Right. And, and actually you were a model of that first thing when the week started off, you know, I came upstairs and I said, I I need to go do something. And you said, well, how can I help? And, and in the moment I'm, you know, it's really hard. Like, and sometimes just saying, how can I help is enough help knowing that, you don't want to, I don't want to do this. You don't want me to do this, but I have to go do this. And that you want to help is support enough, knowing that, that even if this is a thing I have to do alone, you are there to support me is super helpful and validating and, and supportive. So I guess, thank you. But I love how that, <laughs> that, that compares so well to your other experience. <laughs> like, how can I help? Listen, I got to go do this other thing. Oh, yeah. There's no joke there. So I guess I'm not going to make it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> like how could, how, what is the worst thing you could have said? It would have been like, do you need me to go to the liquor store? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we each have our own little little nuggets with that one. I think the worst thing that could have been said to me at that point was, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to go wipe my ass with $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that could have been worse. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, which would have been almost validating, but uh, more like, 
Hold on. I got to go wipe my ass with $100 bills. Not even a, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, anyway, it, it's just, you know, when we talked about breaking through generational trauma, we've brought that up before. When we've talked about, you know, the new and unique ways we've probably messed up our own child, because that's just inevitable. If you're human beings, you're imperfect, you're going to screw some stuff up. You know, and I'm sorry that we did that, but, you know, we'll try to figure it out together and pay for lots of therapy, whatever you need, you know. I mean, just accepting the fallibility of those before us and, and ourselves and those after us, I think is probably the best that you can do. But it does make me think that, you know, can I admit something that's that's probably an unpopular opinion and going to make me sound like a jerk? But I really hate, <laughs> this grinds my gears. But oh, it good. Does. Yes, a show within a show. Yeah. When <laughs> people go through something shitty and then they say, but I had gratitude. I I was so grateful for this, this, and that. Man, that's not at all what I'm saying about this stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have. Sure, there's lessons to be learned through this and it may sure. end up. It's it's yet to be decided if we come through in a better place. But like, I, I'm i in no way grateful for the opportunity. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. One of the... <laughs> It just, yeah, it I, reminds me of the turn the other cheek crap, which I also don't buy into. Like, why would you slap me on the other side too? <laughs> why should I be grateful to have to put myself and my family through an ordeal that could have been avoidable, but it wasn't. And even if it was avoidable, it was through no one's fault. It was a system error. and then. You know, why do I have to be grateful for that? I I could be grateful. The only thing I can think of is that I can be grateful that you and I have spent so much of our time together trying to figure out how to work these things together. And so I'm grateful for those experiences. I'm not grateful for going through something crappy. No, they're I'm grateful it- for the hard work that went into getting through that. Yeah, and and I'm I just to put too f- sharp of a point on it. Let me re- rehash some past traumas. Okay, oh, so fun. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this, right? So you were in a a pretty serious car accident a couple of years ago, ten years ago, while driving a white Toyota Yaris. Oh my god. Okay. Do you remember this? Remember that car? That car was so awful. Yes. And and you skidded and you slid down the highway, right? And you were facing the wrong direction and going, oh God, this is going to end poorly. Like I remember you describing that that time slows down moment, right? Mm-hmm. And and things happen and collisions occur. And at no point have I ever thought. Well, but at least she figured out what we're going to do with that Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the goal you, is not there. I would have much rather just, frankly, driven it to a dump, driven it to a landfill and pushed it over the edge. <laughs> like, anything would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness the Yaris problem has been solved. Yes. <sighs> Oh, man. Well, well, 
Yeah. I mean, getting through difficult times, uh, you know, together, you know, regardless of the configuration of the people in relationship is really, it's not a test of the metal of your commitment to each other. It's not a test of your own inner fortitude. It is simply an experience that you go through. I just, I think ascribing value to hardship, it's too transactional. It's just too transactional. It simply is a thing. You know, I I don't know. Maybe I'm too pragmatic. No, not at all. In fact, you know, a very important piece of poetry to me is is the legend of the warrior, right? The the guy mm-hmm. who was walking up the hill. I'm going to leave a lot of the material out of that because it's a great poem and I'll, I'll put a link to it. But, you know, the lyric says the wind isn't pushing, isn't, isn't pushing against you to be mean, nor is it pushing against you to, to make you strong. It's pushing against you. What are you going to do about it? Right. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because you can't control anything else but your own responses to things. You really can't. And even then, it can be difficult to control those things at times, too. So you have to do the work in advance. If you can, and not everyone has the luxury to do that at every point in their life. Or the or the to even be given an experience to learn the skills to do so. And no, you don't need to pay $15,000 to go to a week-long retreat in a tropical environment with free-flowing gauzy palazzo pants and uncomfortable massages from a strange facilitator. I'm just saying. It seems like that's a theme we've come up now two weeks in a row. Oh, it Uh, really bothers me. Yeah, talk more about that. Well, commoditizing, um, commoditizing, learning how to deal with life seems really unreasonable. Okay, so so, it, so I'm following you. I'm following you, and and I'm trying. I guess I'm connecting. I mean, I I know a lot of the history of to why you feel this way, and so we yeah. don't need to, to go there. But when I think about it in terms of stuff that gets weird about it, is that in a lot of ways, but that's my job, right? I know. I think about that every day with the work I do as well. But mm-hmm. that is different. That is. Well, here's the difference, though. Mm -hmm. That's not just learning life skills. That's that's 24 hour support support for folks in crisis or folks who are needing such intensive focus on skill development that they are unable to cope and survive in the world. And we you know, we can assess that. Having said that, though. That should be accessible to every human being. That yeah. that should be that's a human right. Well, and I guess that's where I'm going with like I think the the where the the difference and and I'm not calling names or anything, but like sure. it, it's it has to be authentic, and yes. it's really obvious when it's not. And and you know, like for me when I'm talking, I 
if there's there are if there are kids who I don't feel a connection to, mm-hmm. I I have to work harder to to see who else can help them because a lot of times then that just means that that kid and I don't have work to do together. And it's really interesting when I look at it in terms of like I get so much flack for being the non-rigorous hippie teacher, right? But like, you know, like I feel like there's no amount of doing complicated math problems that's going to make this kid feel good about himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? And not everybody's got to be college bound. That I I don't understand that either. We have created access to so much to be that we've commoditized so much that is just necessary for being. We've commoditized the value of human beings. Yes, yes, yes. I could go on a rant about late stage capitalism, but I mean, the the reality is though that there's misery and suffering in the world and I'm not here to fix that. I'm not here to fix that. No, no one person is here to fix that. But we are here to try to do the best we can and whenever possible, help others along the way. And if more folks had the ability to do that or wanted to do that, I think the world would be a better place. I have no savior complex. I have my own issues. I can't save anybody. Well, um, and I think that's that's a thing that gets really in the air quotes helping professions. I'm not sure I'm actually in a helping profession, but I approach it that way. And, you and are. in the help and in the that's another topic for another time. Okay. But I do a lot of helping. And and in the helping professions, there always are those that are there to because they want to be the hero. And like oh, I know like that is never my MO. Like, 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 and it's just so it's a, that's a big change for me over the course of my life. But like, at the same time, like, it's just, it's, I watch other people like, well, I can solve this and they get, they step in with, and they, you know. Well, it's a very power over approach. I mean, we've seen that in relationships as well, where one of them's going to save the relationship. How would that even work? Both people have to want it. All the people in the relationship have to want it. You know, it's 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 not a hero act. It, it's a it's a group effort, which is why I make everyone mad in my undisclosed location for when we have big projects and we do okay with it. I say it took a village, <laughs> and and. They just roll their eyes. But it's serious. Every, if we want to make effective, lasting change, it takes everybody's little part of it. There is no one. There's no There's no hero in that. Um, if there are heroes, it's it's you in your own life. I mean, be your own hero. It, it, I don't know. I, I really do think a lot about... The the Gottman stuff is about you no know, intimate relationships. I don't mean like, you know, sexy relationships, but it's about intimate relationships. And I think it easily expands to human relationships in general. You know, and there are some people in your life that for your own and best interest 
you do need to turn against or turn away. And that's okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. If the, somebody keeps dragging you to the bonobo cage, you don't have to follow him. No. No. You don't have to keep going to the bonobo cage with that guy. Just say like, no, you know what? I'll meet you over here at the weird aquarium. Yeah. And and if you well, it's true. And if you if you are with someone that is not with you, like turning against you, turning away from you, and the times you turn toward each other, especially when the shit hits the fan. I mean, it's not heroic to try to make that work. It's not heroic. It, it, it can be self-annihilating. I'm not saying all our acts need to be, you know, hero-driven or altruistic, but I am saying that it is okay for there to be self-preservation. And I just wish there were more opportunities to talk about self-preservation being okay. And that if you choose to spend extensive amounts of your time with each other, honoring the ability to preserve that sense of self, that bit of necessary ego to be able to carry on, then, then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And that lets you turn towards each other when things get really weird or really that strong sense of self. We've always said this from the very beginning, that strong sense of knowing who you are and finding someone or someone's to be in your life that makes that person feel even better about who they are. Like that's, that's the, that's the cool deal there. That's, that's amazing. And if you're looking for someone to complete you, you will never find them because only you can complete you. And I know that's not romantic. I know that's not find your twin soul flame from the Hallmark section of your local store. But of all the life experiences that I've had and that we've shared together as friends and then in relationship, it just, that keeps being validated over and over by my lived experience. Your mileage may vary. Do you know what I learned today? What? I learned that Jenny ain't here to fix that. No. <laughs> I can't fix anything. <laughs> I, I learned that you need to be your own hero. And I learned that I really actually am grateful that we didn't have to solve the Yars problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I would like to have not have been that way. A head-on collision on the interstate is not a good road to go. I learned that sometimes I am not anything but a bit of a curmudgeon and you still love me. <laughs> so thank you for loving this curmudgeon. It was very sweet of you.
go. We'll call that a show. 33 minutes. 